Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the rundown. It is the Wednesday edition here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. We will head out to the phones and welcome in a friend of the program, host of the fifth quarter post game show, also play by play man for the Lexington County Blowfish, Justin Hall. What's going on, Justin? Rob, how you doing, man? I, I am holding my own, my friend. I noticed this morning. As I was uh, maneuvering around the yard a little bit, I watched the uh, the big announcement from uh, from yourself and of course uh, Mr. Shanahan about uh, Blowfish baseball. Man, give give folks here on the rundown the news as far as uh, when we'll have some baseball in Lexington County. Well, obviously, you know, Rob, the Coastal Plain League is we're part of that league. It's a summer collegiate league that has 15 teams stretching across Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia. And obviously baseball and most of sports and quite quite a bit of life has been put on hold for a while due to this whole pandemic. And, um, you know, our league has been monitoring the situation and monitoring guidelines uh, placed uh, by governors and mayors and city councils and the like. And our season was supposed to begin on Thursday, May the 28th. Uh, that, however, has been delayed. And our league announced today that, our season will begin July the 1st, so Wednesday, July 1st is the is the prospective date now. We're excited. We're going to be playing baseball that night uh, as long as it's safe and, and, and we're able to do so. Again, we're going to follow all the regulations and guidelines we need to follow uh, to make that happen. But that was the major announcement today. Our, our season delayed, uh, but not canceled. Uh, our season's just delayed until July the 1st, and we're going to be excited. It's going to be about... Uh, quite a bit of games. We're going to have uh, about 26 home games in the span of about a month and a half. We're going to go from uh, July 1st into August uh, this season. So um, it should be an exciting summer uh, once we get things ramped up. I'm just excited to be able to talk about baseball that will actually happen. That's something that I've been looking forward to for quite a while. And we were we were ready to get that announcement out today um, to to all the Blowfish fans. And I, I have to ask this, and uh, first of all, who came up with the idea of going July 1st? Was, first? was this just the owners and, and the commissioner of the league getting together and deciding that that was probably um, the best time to get moving? Because the league stretches, what, between North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Virginia, right? Or is there another state? Correct. Correct. Those are, those are the four states that are involved. So, um to your question, and that's a great question. Um, our ownership in our league, all of our owners, all 15 teams, and our league commissioner and our league president have been teleconferencing quite frequently, um, as many as two times a week, maybe even more, over the last oh, month or so since this really started. They've been beginning to maneuver and try to figure out what's best 
you're operating within different states. You're operating within each state has different, you know, each city might be reacting differently or have different uh, guidelines in place as well. Uh, July 1st, they they went with that date. It's far enough out. We're still two months out from July 1st, but as it appears, um, it, it appears each state is moving, as specifically ours, Rob, is we're moving it about two weeks at a time now, it would seem, with what the governor's putting down. So July 1st, um, from my understanding, and I'm not speaking for the league here, my understanding is July 1st, it appears to be um, South Carolina's projected to peak in cases over the next couple of weeks. Um, and July 1st would be on the back end of that downward uh, flattening of the curve. So again, all of this, will, we're, we're not, you know, I don't, I don't foresee you know, full capacity, pack them in like sardines, um, we're going to be implementing and following as many social distancing guidelines as we can, um, whatever that looks like. That will include the box office, the concession stand, our workers here. Our main focus, Rob, is not just to play baseball. Our main focus, making this announcement that we're going to play baseball on July 1st, we're going to play baseball on July 1st as long as it's safe to do so. Um and that safety includes our players, our coaches, visiting players, visiting coaches, umpires, our staff, our vendors that come out to the ballpark, our host families who host the players, um, as well as fans. We want to make sure that everyone is safe at the ballpark. So that that date, it, it's far enough out, and we believe, following the science, that July 1st is that target date that we can start to safely reopen our ballparks and play baseball. Uh, you you mentioned the that that date. Are you talking about having fans in the stands uh, on July first? We would we would we would have fans in the stands on July first. Um, again, it would all be with social distancing. So there are guidelines. Uh, and in I'm not effect. I'm not trying to be combative, but how can you have fans in the stands and still be socially distant? Are you going to sell? Um, I, I don't know what the capacity is on your stadium. Are you going to sell a third of the seats and have it where people sit, you know, three apart or whatever? We would we would follow. Yes, yes, there would be guidelines in place. We would have to look at what the federal and state guidelines are, state specific, obviously. Um, but you're you would you would then look to have a maximum capacity of a certain number, um, and and that's still to be determined. Uh, that's why we're. We're setting the date for July 1st. We're going to play baseball on July 1st as long as it's safe to do so with fans in the stands. Um, we're, the idea would be um, there would be quite a bit of space between seating. We, the normal way we've we're been researching here is that you'd seat based on uh, family. Families would sit together, yes, but then there would be a, a great deal of distance between them and the next person seated either above, below, or beside Um depending on, on the seating arrangements, uh, we would, based on the guidelines, we're going to set up our seating bowl how we need to. Some seats will be roped off. You can't sit there if that's the case. We're going to do everything we can to keep that social distancing aspect as far uh, from, away from each other as we possibly can. That, would, that will be the way we get fans in the stands. I, I don't want people to think that we're going to try to, try to shove them in. Uh, that's not what we're going to do. So we're going to make it as safe as we possibly can. Uh, on July 1st. And I'm not trying to be combative with you, Justin. These are just questions that, that I have. 
Um, sure. My family and I like to go out to uh, the Blowfish games, and and and, and mm-hmm. it's a great time, and it's something that um, families around the Midlands love to go to, to see the Blowfish play. I'm just wondering mm-hmm. how you can practice social distance, and I, I think it's cool that you guys are trying to figure out ways uh, to make it happen. And and let's be honest. Baseball is something that we need right now as a society. I mean, if you've noticed, uh, and I don't like to bring lots of new stuff into the show, but, um, you know, the, there are, the, I read something the other day where domestic violence stuff is up and divorce rates are up and, and all of it through this pandemic. And we're in like, what, six, seven weeks now? Baseball is something right. that we absolutely need right now. And it looks like mm-hmm. that uh, the Blowfish will be able to provide it for us in until in july i have to ask you this though um what what are you doing at the ballpark as far as getting ready for uh fans to come back are you doing special cleaning are you rerouting the way people come in um what exactly are you guys going to be doing on that front are you going to do things where with your concessions like a like right now you can't go and get a polar pop are you going to be serving fountain drinks there's going to be all bottled drinks things like that correct Correct. We're, so we're working closely. Uh, we're looking at all OSHA guidelines and CDC guidelines right now. Um, so we're going to have to change. I mean, it, it, you know, we've tossed the phrase around new normal, um, but when you actually have to start implementing the new normal, it's quite strange. And what you really find, Rob, is that, wow, we could be doing this all along and keep people healthy all the time. Um, yes, we'll be looking at specific ways that we have to allow only a certain number of people in the ballpark total and maybe at a time coming through that front gate, right? Because you don't want a, a whole cog of people moving through the front gate uh, without practicing social distancing. Uh, the concession stand, yes, just like you have at the supermarkets right now where you have to stand so far back from somebody. Um, you can, you know, the concourse, you know, it'll be – you have to be moving in one direction. It won't just be a hodgepodge of people. And so we're looking at the, the best ways to do that at our ballpark, what makes the most sense. Um, for for safety in terms of how people can maneuver through the ballpark, how far the seat needs to be apart, um, and again, it's ever changing. That's that's the one interesting thing about all this is what we're looking at now might not be the same in two weeks. It might be a little bit different. Uh, we are looking at what needs to be cleaned um, at what times, when, how often, etc. We will have um, obviously we have ample restroom space. Uh, throughout the ballpark, wash hands with soap and water, but we will have hand sanitizer throughout the ballpark as well. Part of the announcement we made today, one was to get the news out that our league has delayed the start of the season until July 1st. The other part of it was to let folks know that now that we have that date and we're working through this together, we want to make every fan aware as we make these decisions, we want to keep folks as updated as possible on what we're doing. And how we're going – we can say it, but how are we going to make it safe for all the fans? So those those things we're, we're working through right now. I mean, that's a lot of our day right now is going through and figuring out what we need to do uh, to make it as safe as possible. And over the next couple of days to weeks, we're going to start implementing those strategies and getting them down and start releasing those to the public saying, hey, this is what we're doing. Uh, so you can, you can trust that – not only are you going to come to the ballpark and enjoy a great time, but it's also going to be a safe environment for you, and you don't have to um, be fearful that we aren't taking the steps to protect. 
All right, let's look at the actual baseball portion of it, though. Um, you mm-hmm. mentioned starting on July 1st. Are you going to have a, a workup for the teams where they get together for some sort of training camp? And I ask because, let's be honest, March 13th is probably the last time a lot of them may have been able to play in a competitive game. Um, are, right. are you going to have like a... Uh, like a, a summertime version of spring training where guys come into town and maybe they have a week to 10 days to just knock some of the dust off, play some inner squad stuff, whatever. Right. There is. And, and there's always been that time before the season. Our season has always started on a certain date. So usually it's around the end of late May. Um, but with our season this year, starting on July 1st, players will be able to report earlier um, we do have that in effect for this year, and if you give me one second, I can pull up the exact date. I didn't have it in front of me. Uh, right. There will be that time for them to get get here, get acclimated. We can go through what we need to go through with them in terms of, you know, um, hey, this is how we're doing things this year. This is how we're going to make sure uh, these things can these things can take place. Clear them with their host families, etc. Um, they can report a couple of weeks before we start. I don't. The exact date, I believe, is June either 15th or 17th. Um, I think it's the 17th. But we'll, they'll uh, so have they'll an opportunity to, to move, move around a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I, right. just, I just think of like... Uh... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, like church league basketball where I've played on some teams right. where you show up and it's like, oh, I have no clue who this guy is. And all of a sudden, right. oh, we're playing basketball together. I didn't know if you guys were going to have a well, setup where it'll be a little different than, than that, you know? Yeah, well, they'll have time to take BP, and they'll be practicing. And um, I know some teams in our league are playing exhibition games prior to July 1st. We're playing July 1st. Um, so some teams are doing that. However, we do have those opportunities for them to um, to practice together, take BP, uh, be here at the ballpark together, um, social distancing-wise, and being on the field and being able to practice and get back in the groove and back in the routine. Pitchers can throw their bullpen sessions, et cetera. Um, and a lot of our players, what's nice, Rob, is a lot of our players, you know, we get, we've got three coming from Clemson. We've got a few coming from South Carolina that we hope to announce in a couple of days. You're not going to tell us who they are? Come on, man. I'm not, not going to tell you right now, man. Why not? I can't, I can't do that. We're broadcasting listen, to listen, thousands and thousands of people. Let's go, brother. Who's coming from South Carolina? I, I am the holder of all – well, it, it, we've we got to finalize it first. I'm just letting you know it's going to be – that's going to be very exciting news. Um, well, we I, I expect that. the day that you announce that you come on the show and let us know because that's important. Of course. Right. right. Well, there you right. go. Right. But move on with what you were saying. Yeah, best believe I'll be on. I'll be on with you to discuss uh, who those are. Trust me, and I'll be excited too. Um, so yeah, a lot of these players actually know each other from uh, playing against each other, or some of our players being local have played together either here with the Blowfish last year or played you know local high school ball together or even below that. So a lot of them know each other. What ends up happening is we usually get them together in sort of a group chat, usually before the season starts as well, and they begin to communicate that way as well. So they kind of get acclimated a little bit. Uh, but they'll be able to, for that early um, arrival date, that early 
um, report date to begin preparing for um, the season. Now, again, all of this is dependent on government guidance. If government master says no, then we have to adjust. But right now we're looking at mid-June for them to report. They can start training, getting into shape, getting ready for the season, and then July 1st will be our new opening night. Justin Hall from the Lexington County Blowfish joining us. They have uh, decided to, or the league has decided to start their season on July 1st. Uh, big announcement coming this morning on that. A couple other things I want to go over with before we get you out of here. Uh, the first is, it's very interesting that um, our state is kind of being used as, as a Petri dish. What I mean by that is that NASCAR is going to supposedly have two races at Darlington in May. And not to mention the, um, the Heritage will be played in June. Both events scheduled right now to not have any fans. That's uh, interesting. Would you agree? Um, it is. It is. I think, um, you know, I, I always felt NASCAR and golf would be the first two back. Um, that made the most sense. It's easy to say we want sports back, but working in sports, it is a it is a complicated issue to try to make these things happen. Um, I'm happy for uh, for Darlington uh, Raceway. I've been there plenty of times. It's a fun time, great track, enjoy it. Um, I think the drivers are ready to drive an actual car and not a video game car. Um, I think they're ready for that. I think once we get the results of that and how it goes without fans, I'm sure the ratings, TV ratings, will be crazy huge um i think using our state i think that's good i think that's good exposure um i'm sure our i'm sure our leaders uh welcome that exposure as much as they possibly can and and we'll see again it's without fans in the stands i think fans in the stands for major events like that where tv revenue kind of drives the boat is doable um when you go to smaller events and smaller leagues where tv revenue is very minor or non-existent it's a little bit harder to do things without fans. So hopefully those things go well. Hopefully they go off without a hitch. Um, and I and, and hopefully we get some semblance of normalcy soon. I know the NBA is talking about opening up their, you know, their facilities for teams uh, in uh, middle of May, I think, is what they're talking about now. So hopefully we're starting to get a turn back to some sports. But, again, I, want, I just want, hope everybody uh, is practicing common sense along with getting the sports back. Uh, very well worded there, sir. That's why you're like the director of communications over there, because you can package it all up nicely. I, I like that. <laughs> I, I do what I can. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I want to know where I can buy a blowfish hat where Blowy is wearing a mask. If you guys don't have that and I came up with that on my own, I expect to get one for free. If not, I will be happy to buy one. Please tell me that someone is making those up. We do not have a hat where Blowy is wearing a mask, although that is a fantastic idea. Well, if, if, now, if, if, we if you have... run with it, then you have to buy me one. You can take it to Mr. Shanahan and tell him that you came up with the idea. I'm fine with that, but understand, you have to get me one. That And, and, and we'll see what we can do on that front. We do have <laughs> we do have beautiful hats uh, in, honor of our, of, uh, in honor of our season theme, Team Blowfish USA, where Blowy is holding the American flag. I mean, that's that's very cool. I mean, I I will definitely be buying one of those. But if if I see a hat with Blowy with a mask on and I'm not and I don't have one of them, I'm going to physically be angry with you when you come into studio to do the fifth quarter postgame show. I may just come to the press box and pull you out. I may just come to the press box and pull you out. I don't have a problem with that. You'll be in the middle of the lineup and be like, get over here. Why did I get my hat? (laughs) 
I'm not going to say that hasn't happened before. So uh, if, if, if that comes to fruition, I will make it happen for you. Fair enough. I mean, that, that, I think those hats would sell like absolute crazy. With everything that's going on right now, people would love those hats. So there you go with that. My final thing for you today. What's that? Go ahead. I said they probably would sell. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I do think of some sometimes as some brilliant marketing stuff. But I have to ask you this before you go. Uh, you are younger than I am. You didn't get a chance to really see Michael Jordan play. I've followed you on Twitter at Justin B. Hall, and you've actually uh, been watching The Last Dance. How does uh, Jordan stack up in your eyes after watching uh, that documentary? Well, yeah, you're right. I was too young to to really remember, even if I did watch it, um, my earliest memories that I can recollect, he was playing for the Wizards. Um, but after watching the first three episodes, I haven't watched episode four yet to catch up before Sunday, his competitiveness is unlike anything I've ever seen. I think the closest would be Kobe Bryant. Um, there's no question in my mind he's the greatest after watching. I mean, I watched in all just the highlights of that game in the Boston Garden uh, when he hung, what was it, 61 or 63 on Boston? They, they lost, yeah. but he, he hung 61 or 63 on them, and he, it was just effortless for him. And early on, when Bob Knight immediately says, yeah, he's probably the greatest basketball player I've ever seen, um, that was all the vote of confidence I needed to substantiate my claim. Uh, I don't think there's any question. I think it's unfair to other players to compare them to Michael. Um, I think it's un- I think it's unfair to LeBron, first of all, to, to compare him to, to Michael. I think they're two um, completely different. Right. They're two completely different right. kind of players. I think LeBron James is a more muscled up version of Magic Johnson. That's kind of how I look at him. He's, right. he's a he's Magic Johnson, but he's bigger and stronger. I guess that's kind of the the best right. way to to look at it. Yeah, I agree. And it's two different eras too. I mean, I know the debates on these big box, you know, debate shows is oh could. Could LeBron have won in that era of basketball? Well, you know, Michael didn't win in that era of basketball until he finally got over the Pistons at that one point. But, I mean, they were beating people up. They beat Michael Jordan up quite a bit. So I, I just I think it's unfair to LeBron. I think it's unfair to Michael. I think it's unfair to Kobe, Kareem, whoever you want to compare. I don't like comparing across eras. I think you can have a greatest of each era, and then they can stand on their own. Um, and then let their peers decide who they think the best is. Because I still think Michael could one-on-one with somebody right now and probably give him a good run. So, um, yeah, it's been a very interesting series. I was holding off on watching it until I had enough to binge a little bit. So I did. It's it's phenomenal. They did a really good job with it. Uh, I agree with you about uh, competing players as far as uh, of eras and stuff like that, with the exception of uh, power hitters and Hank Aaron. I think Hank Aaron's on his own. Flat out on his own, and I know that like um, you know that that's completely going in a different direction. But I'm such a no, well, I'm such a well, Hank, Hank Aaron well, guy. Hank Aaron's so much better than any other hitter, like power hitter ever. I mean, Pete right. Rose, you know, obviously the record there, but I mean, Hank Aaron is the home run king. Barry Bonds might have hit more home runs. Yeah, but, but there's there's Hank an Aaron asterisk beside it. Everybody team. knows that Barry Bonds' head yeah. was 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 eight times the size of what it normally should be. Sorry. <laughs> um, my final thing for you today, have you seen the new setup that they're talking about with baseball with three, basically three divisions? The Braves would be in the same division as the Chicago White Sox. What? That's kind of weird, right? 
Well, I enjoy the fact that Major League Baseball wants to give my Braves an easier path uh, to a playoff bid because exactly. if they play only in that central division, then they won't see the Yankees, they won't see the Mets or the Phillies the, or the Nationals. Yeah, they'll be replaced by the Royals, the White Sox, and a slew of other. The only team in that division that might be worth anything is the Cardinals. The Cubs might be decent, and um, the Indians. But other than that, other than that, no. I just don't understand the logistics of having the Braves in the Central. It makes more sense for them to be an East team. But, hey, listen, if you want to put them in that Central division, go right ahead. I just want to see Ronnie Acuna start hitting home runs here soon. I agree with you on that. My final thing on that, though, is that I think that all the National League teams will come out and and be at a disadvantage because all of the American League teams have already had their DHs set up. You're asking for the National right. League teams that have basically built themselves as a one through eight uh, lineup with their pitcher to basically say, hey, you have to have that extra bat in your lineup now. The Braves are going to end up putting somebody out there as their DH or somebody out there on the field that, in all actuality, would be coming off their bench. I think that's the same way with every National League team. And look for that to, to catch up with a lot of teams because they're going to have to find that extra bat. I agree, but in the Braves' situation, I think they may be okay. Simply just take Marcelo Zuna and put him at the DH spot, put Johan in the outfield, and you're good to go. Good point, sir. Good point. You just completely destroyed my logic of I hate the DH, but thank you for that. <laughs> just- I've been studying, listen, I've been studying that Braves roster and making lineups for weeks now. I'm, <laughs> I'm terribly bored without sports. Justin Hall from the Lexington County Blowfish, thank you for coming on and taking the tough questions. Uh, because when, when I read that, when I heard your thing this morning, I'm like, how are they going to do that? Now I feel better about it. Of course, you can find out more about the Blowfish where? You can find more about us on Facebook, Blowfish Baseball. You can go to our Twitter and Instagram. That's at Go Blowfish. You can also go to our website, GoBlowfishBaseball.com, to find out all the information about the schedule that's out now, uh, tickets, merchandise, updates on what we're doing around the ballpark to keep it safe. You can find it on all four of those platforms. And, of course, you're on Twitter at Justin B. Hall. Justin, hey, man, thanks for joining us. And I'm, I'm serious about the uh, once you figure out which Gamecocks you're going to have on your team, you got to let me know, brother. Thanks, Rob. I'll drop a line to you later this week. Appreciate it, man. Justin Hall joining us from the Lexington County Blowfish. We appreciate him. When we come back, I'm going to tell you what one ESPN analyst said, that there's only five teams that can win the national title. We'll talk about that in a lot more in just a moment you're listening to the rundown on fox sports radio 1400 hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good stuff from Justin Hall from the fifth quarter postgame show. And, of course, uh, from the Lexington County Blowfish. They will start their season in the CPL on July 1st. We'll take calls on that. Are you going to go to a game on July 1st? If they have it moving, will you go to a game on July 1st? I think people are at the point now where uh, <laughs> they're ready to watch just about anything or go to just about anything. Just saying. It's kind of interesting when you stop and think about it. And I think taking a <clears> – <throat> uh, what's the term that I want to use? 
taking a smart stance and 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 making sure it's it's plotted out it, it just makes more sense and i know that the numbers that everybody has out there are oh this and that and every and you can say that the percentages are going down and i'm all about flattening the curve and everything else but if you're on the end where you do contract this you don't want it i mean it is it's brutal the stuff that i've seen that uh has happened with folks that uh, contract the coronavirus. Anyway, it's one of the first things I wanted to get out there today. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon, we've got several things we're going to get into. But I posted on the blog page earlier today, and this is something that is interesting to me anyway the there's an espn article where this guy says that he kind of put teams in tiers in tiers okay tier one he has clemson and ohio state and he talks about how they have the most returning and they should be the two teams that he thinks will be in the national championship game. And that's great. I'm all about that. But some of the Tier 2 and Tier 3 teams are interesting to me. And I'll tell you why. First, you've got the uh, the Tier 2 or Tier 1A teams are Georgia, Alabama, and I think, uh, I want to make sure I give you the right stuff, my computer will not connect to the internet, so I'm having to use a, a different computer that's much slower than the computer that I normally use. So it's coming up right now, but you can follow along on the blog page at foxsportsradio1400.com. But it's interesting, too, if you uh, check this out, because the tiered system, as it's called, is the way that they've got it set up. I don't necessarily agree with one of the teams that's considered Team 1A or 1, yeah, 1, I guess it's 1B. It's the Tier 1 teams are Clemson and Ohio State. The 1B teams, though, you have Georgia and Oklahoma right there in the mix. And I'm not sure I'm buying that as far as having Oklahoma up there. I'm not sure I'm buying having Georgia as a team that could be considered to uh, be in the national championship discussion. And the reason that I say this comes on two parts. One, Georgia's breaking in a new quarterback in Jamie Newman, the young man from Wake Forest, who, let's be honest, we don't know exactly how good he's going to be. Yes, he put up numbers at Wake Forest. A lot of it was done with his feet. He did make plays with his arm, too. I'm not saying that he's not a good quarterback, but I'm saying that the system at Georgia... He, they're going to have to change it from going from Jake Fromm, who was a, a, a guy that could stand up in the pocket and make passes, to a guy that's going to move around a little bit. And Georgia lost a lot when it came to the draft. DeAndre Swift was a heck of a player. You lose a guy like that, it's going to end up hurting you a little bit. I mean, I don't think I'm far-fetched in that. And the other thing is they have Oklahoma right there in the mix. I, I'm not buying Oklahoma at all. The Big 12 forgot that there's defense that has to be played in a league. And 
Oklahoma doesn't play any defense. The league doesn't play any defense. You can run up and down the field, and you can, and it's fun football to watch. That's it's fun to do that, okay. But to win a national championship, you got to play some defense, and you're not going to have, um, you know, 48-42 shootouts where Oklahoma plays Oklahoma State. So having those two teams there kind of didn't make sense to me, and. It also comes down to this. They, I think they put Oregon in the mix, too. The guy who's writing this article, it's like he wanted to basically put into the conversation that the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are somewhat relevant and the teams that are in it. And they're not. They're not. Every year in the college football playoff, you're going to have four teams. We know that. We're pretty sure that generally, unless uh, the SEC apologists have their way, they'll get two teams in, which is not the way that it should be. Win your conference or you don't belong there. We've gone over this before. But it seems like a lot of national articles are trying to bring in, well, don't forget about Oregon. Don't forget about, don't forget about Oklahoma. In the Big 12. Look, when those teams actually play someone outside of their conference, a lot of times they don't really look good. They don't. So my thing is, is that when it comes to the playoff time, beat somebody. Get wins over teams from the ACC, the SEC, and even the Big 10. Even though I don't really like the Big 10, but even the Big 10. I get tired of having these teams from the West Coast and the Big 12 shoved down our throat. Barry Switzer's not coaching at Oklahoma anymore. Okay? I understand that Oklahoma's a blue blood program. I got it. I get it. But once they get into the playoffs, they don't really look good. They don't. Tired of hearing about the same set and having those just kind of politely pushed in there. Another team that's always put into the mix, too, and they're part of the Team 3, or the Tier 3, according to this article, which uh, is supposed to be up on my blog page. I know I posted it earlier, but for some reason, I will uh, put it out on Facebook and Twitter here shortly. But one of the Tier 3 teams is um, Notre Dame. Notre Dame, every year, has a section where it's like, well, you have to put Notre Dame in there. Tell me why I have to think that Notre Dame is going to be good every year. What, what makes it where we're supposed to give Notre Dame basically a free pass? Oh, well, they're Notre Dame. I, I don't get it. <clears throat> I really, really don't get it. When Notre Dame steps out and they end up uh, in December or January, they generally don't play very well. They don't. So it's kind of funny that the stuff that you read out there will kind of uh, hit you in the face just a little bit. And you're like, you're reading along and you're like, all right, I, I don't like Ohio State, but okay, I can see where they have Justin Fields back and they seem like they, uh, they'll have enough guys back where they're going to put together a pretty good team. I'll buy that. But stop telling me about Oklahoma. Stop telling me about Georgia. 
Tired of hearing about Georgia, too. Mark Rick needs to win the big game. You have top three recruiting classes across the board. And you're acting like you've won every national championship in the world, and you haven't. It's just uh, interesting, the stuff that's put out there. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon, here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, around the world on the iHeartRadio app, it's uh, it's the more and more I read, it's like, I'm not the most talented writer in the world, but I almost want to get to a point where I can just write my own stuff and put out there. And everyone will tell me, well, you're an SEC, ACC apologist. Well... That's because that's where the best football is played. In the SEC and the ACC. Sorry. That's just the way that it is. 803-978-1832. The tier system also kind of interesting in that Florida is considered a team that's in like the tier three with with Notre Dame and Auburn. Wait, what? This is a Florida team that has won 10 straight games three years in a row. Tripped up a little bit here or there, but Florida has uh, Kyle Trask coming back, who is probably going to be the, I would say, maybe the preseason All-SEC quarterback. First or second team, we'll see how that goes with the thousands of people that are going to media days. We'll see how that works out. But I like what Dan Mullen's doing down there, but yet they put them in the same category with the the Notre Dames and the Auburns of the world. I'm not feeling that at all. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon... Here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, we're also taking calls on will you go to a sporting event on July 1st? Coastal Plains League coming up, uh, announced today. They're going to start their uh, league up on July 1st. And that means that in Columbia, you can uh, drive over to Lexington, the Lexington County Blowfish, and uh, watch them play a CPL game. You can do that. Are you uh, willing to uh, to do that as of, would you think that uh, that's a good idea? 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is, should we have the Tier 3 teams that we've talked about, which are kind of funny to me. I mentioned some of them earlier. Florida is considered a Tier 3 team along with Notre Dame. Yes, that Notre Dame. Along with Auburn. And defending national champion LSU is considered a Tier 3 team on the uh, this latest tiered ranking from uh, the gentleman David Hale from ESPN. I don't really have a problem with 1A or 1 and 1A. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. But the Tier 3 teams, it's like they're just kind of pushing in teams that they want to try to make it seem viable. Let's be honest, Notre Dame's not going to be, I don't think Notre Dame's going to be sitting there come college football playoff. Not too sure about Auburn sitting there when it comes to the college football playoff. 
Not seeing that at all. But yet, they're a supposed tier three team. Interesting. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll take your calls on this at 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join the rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, Teddy Hefner's on in the mornings. He'll have Frank Martin on his show on Friday, I believe is the date that uh, he told me. So you can get the Gamecock uh, basketball coach. Check out some of that. Teddy Hemner's on 9 to noon. Lawton Swan's on 4 to 6 every day. More of the rundown in just a moment. Welcome back to the rundown on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Resident Big Ten apologist John's on Facebook Live telling me that if Clemson played a Big Ten schedule, one or two losses each year. But he can't tell me who could beat Clemson in the Big Ten. All right? We've no, we've seen that the champion, Ohio State, has never won a game against any team from South Carolina ever. This is the best team from the Big Ten. Okay? Now, when you bring that up to the Big Ten apologist, they'll say, well, the refs cheated Ohio State. Yeah, the refs made Justin Fields throw interceptions. Big Ten fans are, are just as bad as the SEC apologist. They really, really are. They could probably get together and take off their SEC and their Big Ten hoodies, and they'd probably all get along. They really would. All of them have the same disdain for Clemson and any team from the ACC or any other conference, for that matter. It's amazing to me, the, the people that ride conference coattails and think that their conference is so much better. And a lot of them are, are from teams that they're fans of teams that generally aren't in the playoff conversation. Penn State's a good team throughout the year, but are they in the playoff conversation? No. Nope. Not really. It's a mess when you really start to think about that whole conference thing. It's silly. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, around the world on the iHeartRadio app, I would love to, for, for Big Ten folks to call me and tell me who's competitive. Would love to see that. That would be great. If you start with Michigan, I'm going to laugh at you openly. Okay, And I'm not saying that from top to bottom. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about teams that do well in the college football playoff. Because that's all that really matters is the college football playoff teams. Don't believe me? Okay. We can agree to disagree on that. In case you missed it earlier, the CPL announced they will have their baseball season this year. Uh, The Cape Cod League, they're not doing their thing. They've canceled their season CPL tentatively will uh, get underway on July 1st. Major League Baseball going to have three, ten, uh, three divisions with 10 teams in each division. The Atlanta Braves, wear my Braves t-shirt today, they are scheduled to be in a division with the Kansas City Royals, the St. Louis Cardinals, Chicago White Sox, Cleveland Indians, a couple of other teams that I can't remember off the top of my head. But... 
I think that National League teams, and I was talking about this with Justin earlier, National League teams are going to be at a disadvantage because it's going. To, I'm pretty sure everybody's going to have the DH. The Braves didn't, and the National League teams don't really have that extra bat. That's why I, I can't stand American League Baseball. Because you've got your your guy that's generally your DH is just your muscled up guy that really can't field, in my opinion. So you just got just basically a, a beer league softball player out there hitting home runs. That's kind of what I think of the DH. Be real men. If you're going to pitch, you have to go up to the plate. Yeah, that's how it works. As far as the Braves division playing in that central division, eh. They also talked about stretching out the playoffs where they'll have more than 10, uh, 10 teams than they currently have. So, And the playoffs might end up with the World Series, ladies and gentlemen, in December. Wait, what? The back end of this is going to be the interesting part. Because you're going to have guys that are... are they they play and let's say that you play in the college in the uh, in the World Series in December. Well, they're going to expect you to be at spring training in February. Are guys going to be especially pitchers? Are, is that enough time for them to get squared away for the following season? I think we're going to have a lot more injuries based on just wear and tear. Normally, you're done at Halloween. You've got that month of November off in addition to December. And January, you could, in theory, finish up on December 10th, I think is what one model said. Basically, go home for Christmas. You have a little bit of January, and you got to start training for the next season. So all of these things, I, I, I think they're going to put them into perspective. I really do. But on the same token, it's going to be interesting to see how you have teams basically playing, not really having an off season. I think that's going to happen. So we'll see how that works out. The NBA, I, if they let's let's say that they have to stretch their season out, that could be interesting as well. Another thing that's that I'm I'm finding that I, it's in my head now is like wow we're gonna have the Masters in like October or November whenever that the, the tentative date was that's gonna be a mess. Eight zero three nine seven eight one eight three two eight zero three nine seven eight one eight three two. Chad online says as much as I love the game and have been involved in the game all of my life as a player coach and now an umpire it's really not smart. Just make a short season and keep the regular season. They're talking about maybe 100 games. Eh, I I think that's, I don't know. I think that when you really stop and think about it, baseball season, we've talked about this for a while, where it's almost like uh, you kind of, it's kind of a marathon. And I think that you could do 120 games and still be great. I don't have a problem with that. But 162 is just a little bit too much. Maybe for this season, why not do 80 games? Make it just a short 81-game season. You start it in July, uh, sort of like what the CPL is doing. You play in July, August, and September. I'm not sure if the dates work out where you get 80 games then. But 
make it set up where even if we have Game 7 of the World Series, it's over by the middle of November. I think that makes the most sense. We shouldn't have to be thinking about during Thanksgiving week, can the Braves get their postseason roster right? We should be thinking about the rivalry matchups for college football. Not is Marcelo Zunig actually going to do what he's supposed to do for the Braves. All right, so I feel like I've been ranting and raving today. Tomorrow I'll try to be more positive on the show. Eric Wilson will join us tomorrow on the show. He is my X's and O's guy when it comes to football. The guy's actually coached uh, for the South Carolina Gamecocks. He's coached high school stuff. Some of X's and O questions tomorrow uh, for Coach Wilson. And I want to talk to him a little bit about um, some of the guys that went in the draft and where are the good fits. The more and more I look at it, and I'll give you one of mine right now. I like Tavian Feaster at Jacksonville. I think that's a solid fit for him. Goes down there, backs up Leonard Fournette, perfect. I also think a good fit for um, another another player. I like um, I like T Higgins at Cincinnati. I also like uh, Javon Kinlaw at San Francisco. I think that's gonna he's gonna be a good player out there for the 49ers. So. We'll talk with uh, Coach Eric Wilson tomorrow as uh, we break down some of that. Also, Terrence Oglesby is supposed to join us as we talk a little bit more about the X's and O's for uh, some of the stuff with the last dance. And I want to talk to him about the triangle offense and how that works and different little things like that. Terrence has a great mind for this stuff. You know, he's was a heck of a shooter in college, but was also kind of a brainy player, too. So we'll talk with him about that. Uh, that will be on Friday. But don't forget, Lawton Swan of Clumps and Sports Talk is next. He's on from 4 to 6. You've also got uh, Teddy Hefner in the mornings. Teddy had an interview with uh, Coach uh, Will Muschamp. I posted that on my blog page. It's at foxsportsradio1400.com. Be sure to go and check that out. You can uh, listen to the full interview with the head coach for the South Carolina Gamecocks as uh, he talks about how they're doing their training via social distancing. And he's working with his guys on making sure they have uh, the the typical stamina and stuff they need for the football season. So a fascinating interview with Coach Muschamp because generally Coach Muschamp doesn't really give you anything. But uh, I guess he likes Teddy. You should like Teddy too. Teddy's on from 9 to noon right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. I'll be back at it tomorrow with Coach Eric Wilson. Look forward to talking with you then. This is The Rundown. You've been listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.